How is it that there are independent musicians out there who have no ties to any big record labels or financial backing able to get their music heard by millions of people and live out their dreams of being full-time musicians? That's the question, and on this podcast, we will discover the answers together. I'm Leezy the Gifted, and this is the Music Mastery Podcast. What's going on, everybody? You're tuned into another episode of the Music Mastery Podcast with your host, Leezy the Gifted, where I do a brand new episode every single day documenting my journey as an independent musician, as well as sharing tips and tricks along the way. We're rounding it off last two weeks of me doing a brand new episode every single day. Yeah, it's getting emotional, but we getting hyped for the next move. I'm very, very excited to welcome in my guest tonight. This is a a uh, longtime friend and somebody who has been on the podcast before, but I wanted to bring back on. We got my boy, Eric DiGiovanni, a.k.a. the CEO founder of BotMob.com. Eric, what yo. up, dude? Yo, yo, yo. What's popping? What's popping is those traps out that wife beater, homie. Oh, I wish, man. It's the lighting, bro. It's the lighting. My guy's getting yoked over here, bro. I'm just trying to get like you. Ben, yo, Cody. What are you putting in that big old gallon of water you're drinking? You must this have protein, vodka, bro. This is vodka. <laughs> Come on, now. we don't drink water here, bro. My boy, I'm my boy. water. I'm just, bro. It's so hot here, bro. The AC isn't working. It's just, I don't know. It's all bad. So I'm, I'm dying of sweat here. Really? Mm-hmm. That's hella weak. I'm so sorry to hear that. It ain't yeah, like that here. Trash. I'll tell you that. Oh, it's trash. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I just want to get you on here. I feel like. Um, you know, one thing that we've both been on lately is Clubhouse and we are in the same group and we've been yeah. doing meetings. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to get your take. Like, what do you, how are you feeling about Clubhouse in terms of the platform itself and what it can do for musicians? Yeah. So I, well, first of all, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, was this like number three, I think, or number two? Anyway, um, yeah, Clubhouse, honestly, I think it's probably the best way i don't want to say the best but it's one of the top ways to network especially in covid um i don't know if where you're at you're still locked down but in la we're still pretty much locked down um and i think clubhouse is kind of like networking events online in a sense you know what i mean and i think it's a really good way to meet people like i've been meeting not just um people that are in my friend circles but i'm meeting I'm talking to Grammy winning producers and engineers. Yeah. So uh, that, that I would have never talked to otherwise, you know what I mean? They're dropping game. And um, I think that that's crazy that I have the opportunity, you know, we both have the opportunity to uh, grab from them now. You know what I mean? Right. It's crazy because those folks are super humble and they do the least talking. Yeah. Oh, dude. Fucking. Oh, is it cool if I curse? I forgot. Yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, bro. That shit pisses me off, man. Like, I'm actually, I'm avidly trying to stop talking on Clubhouse (laughs) because of how little game I have compared to, like, someone like Howard or someone like, um, I don't know, like Nick, Agent 26. Shout out Agent 26. That dude has game. Or, like, even, like, it doesn't even matter. I feel like you just learn the most when you talk the least, you know what I mean? Or maybe if you ask questions, that's one thing, but on clubhouse, especially there's too many people that are just going on rants about bullshit. (laughs) Oh yeah. You You were talking about that. Yeah. 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 And there's a lot of people that also prop themselves up to be people that they they're not. There's a lot of scams going on in clubhouse. 
especially with like MLM. Um, oh. And I don't know if you know about that, but there's a lot of scams going on. And there's also a lot of people that just don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, the other day, like, I hope it's cool if I mention this, but the other day we were talking and um, this dude was saying that like DJ pools are illegal. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? And this, and like, I think it's just a bad, it's a bad look to have information out like that. That's just not right. That's incorrect. You know? So that, that's a bad aspect of it. Yeah. That was tough. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's funny that I didn't know, really think about the MLM thing, but I think you're going to find any kind of, there's always going to be bad eggs anywhere where there's a lot of people I feel like. And, uh, you know, I, I, I agree with you that there's a lot of that fake stuff going on. There's, there's a lot of that in the world. And, you know, I'll say the reason I really love clubhouse man is because like, it just feels, I started thinking about like just the purpose of certain platforms. Like, why are we on Instagram? What is that? What is a podcast platform? Like, what's the point? What is it for the end user? What are they getting? And I was just like, thinking about clubhouse i'm like wow like in relation to like an in relation to instagram or tiktok you know those are two of the hottest social media platforms you know i look at clubhouse and i'm like wow like this is so great that we all get the chance to talk it's actually funny because i feel like it's quite opposite of what usual social media is usually social media is a fucking tweet or a picture taken out of context or a tiktok video that can be fabricated this is like Nah, like we're talking. I mean, it can still be in a way, but you know, it's like we're talking for an hour. You know what I'm saying? It's organic. Think, it's real. Do you think that the platform would be better with a uh, video or no? Uh, like, like it would be basically be like a, like what we're doing right now, but at a big scale. I don't know. I don't think that, I don't know if they can make that happen with bandwidth. I mean, not that I even know what that word means, but all I know is like, I can go driving in my car and I can go on a walk (laughs) outside and be on a clubhouse totally clear and I can hear everybody and I can speak. Like I've been in the car hopping in on clubhouse meetings. Um, It's all, you know, and it's all good. Yeah. and, you know, I've been on video calls on Zoom on my phone, mobily, and it's like, it works fine. I just, I'm like, how could you possibly, you know, with Clubhouse, it's like, I could literally see everybody. I could just scroll hella fast and see everyone's face. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I get what you mean, though. Like, you have that interaction, but I also am like, I personally love the simplicity of it. You know, um, I would love to know what you think of, because it's not really a platform where there's any, like, posting. Like, you don't make a post. Like, you don't have any content on your profile. Right. What do you think of that? Do you think that'll ever change? Um, I don't think it needs to change. Um, I think it's actually, and I don't think that there needs to be video either. I just wanted to pose that question to you. Mm -hmm. I think the platform itself right now is actually, um, good for what it is. I don't see it being around for another, you know, couple years or whatever. I think it's more of like a, uh, fad platform unless it really, uh, innovates but i think it really depends on who you network with on the platform right there's a few people that that tend to go on every once in a while that i think are very worth following um especially in business uh do you know who naval ravikant is no 
uh, he's like a founder of like Angel List. He, he anyway, he's just really popular in Silicon Valley. I think he's one person to be following. But I think it largely matters what rooms you're in and who you're following. I think it's, I don't think it's a good idea to be following people that you've never heard of that say there's something. Yeah. I, I see that way too much. Yeah. And, it, and that's, that's sad. Like people are, it's so easy to position yourself as a high ranking person on clubhouse. That's yeah. a bad thing about it. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, no, you got a good point. And what's funny is like folks who are actually high ranking they really don't have any followers yet you but know? a lot of them have followers on clubhouse because they use it so like there are legitimate mlm scams that are happening um with uh with clubhouse where they have a large following and the way they're doing this is they're setting up rooms with a bunch of people that are also affiliates for them and they're basically bringing all the traffic from like Instagram, um, they're basically bringing their email list all into this room and just filling up the room. So it looks like the room is popping. So it looks like there's social proof. But in reality, it's just like a bunch of like snake oil salesmen in one room trying to pitch you stuff. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. You know, what's funny. When I go on Clubhouse, other than our rooms, which is rare, I stay away from the ones that are really big. I'd rather go in the smaller ones so that I might have a chance to talk. Oh shit. Okay. When you go in the smaller ones, do you feel like, uh, the conversations are with the audience or amongst themselves? Uh, I don't know. I haven't paid that much attention. I will say that I'm noticing that the big rooms, like the ones with a few hundred, they're not big open conversations. There's a few panelists. Yeah. You can tell that it's a pretty well-organized room, you know, which I feel like Robin Marks in our group, big shout out to Robin Marks. He's brought that, you know, I, I brought the, the network to get us started and I kind of bring a just certain level of energy, but I'm not, when I go into these kinds of ventures, I don't, I don't have any, or, like I have no organization. I don't ever care about organization. And uh, I think that that's hurt me in some ways and helped in others, mostly hurt me, I think. So Robin being there helps. And I've thought, wow, you know what's funny? Just like, I feel like I have a partner, right? Like he's like my business partner, but it's not business, it's Clubhouse. But like, I couldn't have a relationship like that on Instagram with someone because that's, there's no community aspect really. I mean, we have yeah, like Instagram live, but that's it. Yeah, right. But it's like, it's, this is like a thing where, I feel like we're meeting up. Like all of us are like meeting up at the same bar or restaurant every twice a week. And we're literally all meeting up. It just feels so much different than any other platform. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think the, I think, I don't know if Clubhouse intentionally did this, but I think the difference, a main difference, like you're saying, it's kind of like meeting up at a bar and it kind of takes away the social proof sometimes. Like, in a small yeah. setting. So like in small rooms, when we're talking just like, you know, maybe it's like less than 50 people or whatever, you might have someone who is like the CEO of a big company, but you wouldn't know it. And right. I, that's what I like about it. It, it. Like 
everyone is on the same playing field. You don't have someone that gets more clout or whatever, gets more likes. I don't know what you want to call it, but people aren't, quote unquote, more respected just because they have more followers on Clubhouse. If you look at people on Clubhouse, like a lot of them don't even have a lot of followers. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. I, I think here, I was going to touch on this too. I could see Clubhouse building itself up just so it can get bought out. Do you think, uh, well, are you familiar with Twitter spaces? What's that? I think it's like, the, I think that's what it's called. Um, the competition to Clubhouse. Like Twitter literally launched oh. in competition. And I, I might be wrong on that, but that's what I've been hearing. And so that could be like the, if Twitter does it correctly, that could be the beginning to an end of Clubhouse. Or maybe, I don't know, it, may, it might not be. Yeah, might no, not be. I see I your know. point. Well, and that's, yeah, that, that's a good point. I think then, yeah, you're right. I hope it's not, but you're right. I think like, uh, you know, that could, that could be, yeah, maybe Twitter's being smart, but like Instagram introducing Reels to try to compete with TikTok, I felt like it was already too late. TikTok's not going to get taken away from just because Instagram added reels. Yeah. I think too many people have literally built a platform on TikTok. And I don't think Instagram, um, I don't, I don't think, I think Instagram would need to make its own app or Facebook would need to make its own app to compete with TikTok. Cause I don't think you could put, I think TikTok is what it is because of how the videos are, or how the algorithm works. Yeah. Like you can't, change instagram to be like that no you can't and like uh yeah so i don't know i i hope clubhouse can stay alive because um it's a great app i i just i was trying to think about what are ways that clubhouse could monetize and i'm like well i don't i don't think it could have paid ads like i don't see that as a possibility but i thought maybe it does something similar to podcasting where folks um can like, you know, in podcasts, you have a sponsor and you just kind of say, Hey, this is sponsored by so-and-so and so maybe clubhouse does something like that, where you're allowed to collect money through the app, but everybody who's sponsored has to kick up, uh, whatever, a percentage to clubhouse. So if I have our clubhouse room and I'm going to sponsor the KRK rockets, like all the money that I make through clubhouse has to happen on clubhouse. And then I have to kick up percentages to Clubhouse. That could be a way for them to monetize. Hmm, I was thinking, I, I feel like that would kind of ruin the experience, though, because you'd be, you'd be talking and then you'd have to say, I guess it wouldn't be a big deal, but like every 20 minutes, oh, this, this is brought to you by so-and-so. It'd kind of be like a radio show. Yeah. Since it's the sponsors. I was thinking they could, Excuse me. I was thinking they could even go even simpler and just do like banner ads. But I mean, that's really like, those are so ugly. Those are yeah. terrible. I know. And, and <laughs> so that's where I was thinking, like, if they don't do something like that, maybe Apple buys them out because it's, it is like a interactive podcast. You know, it could almost be like an extension of the podcast app that we already have on our phone. Something like that. Oh, that's... You know, Fact. that's, that's, you know, when Apple, not to sound like a fucking know-it-all nerd, but when Apple bought Beats 
from Dre and Jimmy Iovine. Everyone thought it was for the headphones. But Beats had a, a music streaming platform called Beats Music that was not that popular, but it was like, well, I guess it was. And that's what Apple bought. They were buying, they did buy the headphones, but they wanted the streaming. They wanted to be able to stream. And then Apple Music came out from that purchase. So this could be maybe, maybe iTunes buys it. And then they turn their podcast app into the, there's a section for Clubhouse. Because you listen to a podcast, it's a pre-recorded thing. Clubhouse is a live right. and direct, we can actually involve other people live. That, that's powerful. That I could see Apple buying that. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I think, um, I'm not sure. I'm still stuck on the ads thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. Because <laughs> as like someone that's like kind of getting into marketing, I'm just like, I'm wondering how I could monetize. Sorry to bring it off topic, but I'm just no. wondering how I could monetize on Clubhouse. But I think the reason why you can't is because there's no video. Like video is literally the epitome of advertising online right. right now no i agree but to bring it back to your question um can apple um would app would apple now i don't i don't really know apple's um their motives i don't really know i i, I don't know their company culture like that like i don't i don't even know if that's something they would do but it's something they can, definitely could do right i don't know if it's something they would do like honestly i didn't even know twitter I don't, I don't know most tech companies' cultures like that at all. I don't but, either. Like, I, I was surprised when Twitter came out with something like Spaces because I thought that would be something that Facebook would do, <laughs> not Twitter. <laughs> and and didn't, did Twitter come out with stories? Um, I heard that someone, one of my homies, told, like, I haven't been on Twitter even longer than I haven't been on Instagram. Yeah, I haven't either. Bro. My homie was like, yeah, do you know about blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, what is that? He's like, oh my God, you don't know what that is. It's Twitter's stories. It's Twitter has stories now, but they call it da 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 da. And I'm like, wow, cool. Like they copied. I just feel like Twitter be behind like that, but it's, I don't know. Twitter's a very popular platform. People bring it up all the time. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't know enough about Twitter to even comment on it, but I want to say maybe that's what spaces is i've never used it so i'm not sure but people were telling me spaces is like clubhouse but maybe it's the stories thing i know youtube has stories but that's probably something you already know yeah i've seen that everyone got, yeah that that i actually think um was a good move i think everything has stories now though like yeah. literally everything is has stories now Poor snapchat. That's not even, snapchat thought they were so cool when they came out yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that's what made snapchat unique and then they haven't really, I don't know. I remember I deleted Snapchat and haven't downloaded it since, since like 2016. Yeah. So this is funny. Like I agree with you. So I work at this gym, right? I'm I part-time, I train basketball players. Nice. I love, I love training. And when I go to the gym, um, I always like to interact with you, you know, the kids at the front desk. It's just like a bunch of high school kids. So I'm like, what's up y'all, you know, and I'll talk to like, the people at the front desk about social media because they're all in high school. They are all addicted to social media, of course, right? And they all kind of admit it. And I was talking to one of the girls today and she's like, I guess I could go without Instagram, but like definitely not without Snapchat. And I was like, what? No, I, no, I swear. And I've had a lot of the other people and the girls especially are like, 
one of the other chicks, I'm now that I'm thinking about it, she's like, oh, I don't even barely go on Instagram. I'm on Snapchat all day. I'm like, what? What? What do you guys do on Snap? Look at people's stories. They're like, no, we 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 Snapchat more than text. We snap each other all the time. Like I'm snapping. She's like, I have snap streaks with like 15 of my friends. I'm like, holy shit. Like I did not understand Snapchat. Like people use it still, dude, a lot. Bro, I thought that was something that I did in high school. Not, I didn't know like, like, I didn't know like high school kids now did that. Like I didn't know 17, I mean, I'm not that much older, but I didn't know like 17 year old kids were, or 16 year old kids were Snapchatting now. Bro, I thought 12, that was something. 12 year olds are doing it. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Like I would think they'd be on, they'd be on TikTok trying to make like retarded dances and shit. They are you know? on that. They're on that <laughs> shit. They're on that too. But, but, but they're on Snap a lot. You know, I'm going to say this about Snapchat that I actually give it a lot of credit for. I think they try to make it a popular thing. But you know what? I really do genuinely believe Snapchat is not a popularity contest. Snapchat is direct communication from one person to another. And they've made it very fun to send these quick pictures. They go away. They've got these filters. You've got your little bitmoji. You can add text. And I really, it's just a more fun way to talk. You could send videos. That's um, kind of true. And I'm like, wow, that it's not a popularity contest like Instagram. And also on Snapchat, I can't even believe we're having a social media convo because I've been off of it for so long. But I do still have Snapchat on my phone, by the way. I have it because when I take progress pics, I can write words right on it, which I can't do on my regular camera. Oh, okay. So, That's fair enough. But I do still, I do get distracted with Snapchat. And Snapchat actually, like, their Discover, they have, like, a Discover page. And it's, like... Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny, dude. I've actually noticed there's there's a few, there's a couple people who make TV shows. They're not TV shows. They make reality shows for Snapchat. Like, a, yeah. there's a basketball player named Julian Newman. And they, his whole family, they're trying to do like what the Ball family did. And they have a show called Keeping Up with the Newmans. And they're, I'm watching their show thinking, why does this fit so well on my phone? Did they film this for Snapchat? And I think they literally only put it on Snapchat. Yeah, they probably formatted it to fit the platform. Um, I do remember that. Really I do remember that. I never used it though, that because I, bro, I haven't used Snapchat in like a minute. But I do remember, bro. Like you make a good point. Co- like talking through Snapchat or communicating through Snapchat is probably the most exciting way to communicate. Like um, off topic, but like like flirting with someone. That's like so much better through Snapchat. Or like just hitting up your homies, like or just showing them like. Like sending a sending your homie a funny video of you doing something ridiculous is way more exciting when it goes through Snapchat than when right. it goes through a text for whatever reason. Yeah, no, that's so true, bro. I mean, yeah, I was freaking talking to again one of these other one of these other chicks at the front desk is like, oh my god, Lee, I need boy advice. Like, I shouldn't even be airing out her shit but whatever. She's like, I need boy advice. I want to DM this guy on Instagram, but I don't know. I'm like, okay, then just do it. She's like, Oh, I just want to ask for his snap. I'm like, are you, it's like, the it doesn't third. make sense. To I, me. I, I know. It's like the third person who 
who has who has t- brought that up and they're all in that younger demographic dude the 12 i'm telling you that 12 year old and it's weird 12 to 17 years old snapchat's got that shit on lock man wow well, i None thought of those kids use I, facebook that's for sure well yeah yeah that's obvious that's a, i'm surprised i even use facebook still i use facebook literally just to go in the mini money facebook group yeah that's, that's it <laughs> Before I signed all the way off, that's what I was doing. I mean, and now I'm just going to use it for paid. But yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I think it's crazy. Like uh, the evolution of the world and the social media stuff has been nuts. And um, it's funny since I've been kind of, uh, you know, like, you know, si- I've been signed off of all of that for a while. Like um, I really started to just think like more, like I do more thinking and, and I just, my, my world is more clear, you know, like I know exactly what I have to do to, to, to make my goals come happen. I know exactly what I have to do. I didn't know. Cause I was, I was in the rat race of social media. And I'm wondering from your perspective, you know, do you ever feel like that, that you're in this rat race to try to keep up with stuff on social media? Yeah. Um, I kind of resonated with something you said on the clubhouse that we did earlier. I, th- I think you said this, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you said something along the lines of um, uh, ads, like you don't need a big social media presence. You could just kind of kill it with ads. You said something like that. Yeah, I think. it is. And I, that's been my experience um, completely. Um, I think that when I, when I was posting every day, three times a day to Instagram, once a day to TikTok, you know, yeah. doing all that BS, um, you feel like you're in a grind and it doesn't stop. And it's like, okay, even if I was the next, even if I was charting, uh, like if I was number one on that platform, it wouldn't it's not sustainable. Like that's not a sustainable way to live. If that makes sense. Yeah. And, and, but the more important thing is like, it's not even important. Like there's no point of doing it in my opinion. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, yeah, you need to be able, I feel like I'm starting to just notice that you need to carve out your own space and really what you need to do is you need to freaking help people. Like that's what you should be. You need to be like, providing people something that is of value to them. And it's funny because that concept we've heard it and it sounds so like repeated and it's like redundant, but I'm telling you, Eric, like I only recently figured out what my value is as an artist. I didn't even, I didn't value myself as an artist. I just thought, Oh, nobody needs music. You just pay 10 bucks a month. But now I'm like, nah, dude, you, your music, my music inspires people. Like that's what my music does. Other people's music helps them get, you get through really depressing times in their life. Like whatever it is, like everyone's music has value. And when I started to think about my value, I started also thinking, well, then why should I only be doing music? Like, why should I only provide music? And that's where, you know, for decade collection, which you bought, I appreciate a lot. Um, yeah. are coming in by the way, contacting people that are coming, but like that's what made me think about video. I was like, I should add videos to this. And then I was like, why don't I do a talk show 
a secret one. And then I was like, why don't I add pictures? Our CDs used to have little booklets. Just like, I'm just like, what are more ways I can add value to people? And like that happened all because I got rid of social media. Like I thought all those ideas. Yeah, I think that's, I think I'm also kind of discovering the same thing um, is like helping people or like finding your why it, mm. it could. And that usually tends to just be like helping people in some way. Yeah. I think that's the most important part of starting a business. Um, Cause as an artist, like your business as an artist, right? Yeah. So I think that is the most important part. And I think if you're posting aimlessly and blindly on social media, you lose that. Like you, you just post to post, you post for yourself. A lot of times you don't post to add value. And I think when you're, I think that's fine when you're established, but I think when you're first starting out, you kind of have to kind of figure out your values. And that takes a long time. Like that took me, I started bottom up almost a year ago. And I'm just thinking of that now. <laughs> a yeah, year right. later almost. Right. <laughs> About what? The value thing or your why? Yeah. My why like just figuring out that marketing isn't everything if I don't have my why. And, I agree with that. And putting out content isn't really shit if I don't have a real why, if I don't actually care about it. Let me ask you a question about this, about content and your why. This is a good question. This thought popped in my mind today. Do you feel like there's a struggle with creatives to put out content? And so what they do is they just put out content they want to put out and they don't even think about like it could be good content, but they're not thinking about who it's for and why it's there, like why they're making it. Do you feel like that? I feel like I have people I know like that, but what do you think? Yeah, I think, I think, um, yeah, just short answer. Yes. I've done that before. I mean, um, or, or I think it's that, or they just don't know what to put out. So they just end up copying someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that was me too. Like I did, I've done the stupidest shit. Like I have too, you know, and I don't know, like it's hard not to do that because everyone tells you to put out content, but it's like, okay, what do I put out? <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. No, that's you know? so, I, I feel like I went through a phase of, I mean, I guess technically this podcast is sort of that, but I went through that phase of it doesn't matter what I put out. I just need to put out hella content and, and, uh, in a way that could be true, but I, I just was blindly, I, I, this is not a knock to Gary V. I was just blindly following Gary V's advice too much. And it's so, I'm annoyed, not with Gary V at all. I'm really annoyed with myself that I didn't see the bigger picture and I didn't see like, why I wish like, why didn't I evaluate myself more? Why did I just blindly do what he said? Like, remember I said this, right? Like the reason the guy did what he did was because he owns a social media agency. So obviously he needs a big following so that when Budweiser goes, do you even know what you're talking about? Or they don't even need to say that Budweiser looks at Gary V like, so Gary V is Jesus Christ of social media. So any, Big brand of any company would be lucky to have him work for them. 
So like, but that's what his point is. And like, if you're on a different business, like it maybe doesn't, there's certain things that just don't make as much sense, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. And I actually, I don't know why my life is paralleling that so much, Mm -hmm. but I got mad at myself pretty recently. Um, And I, every time, uh, like me and my girl, every time I see her, I'll just be like, fuck Gary Vee. Cause I, I don't actually think that I don't actually say, I don't actually mean fuck Gary Vee. I just say it, say it to her because I'm just like, yo, I really believe this man, like everything he said. And um, to a point, it's like just him marketing, right? Like his personality isn't always going to be, he's not always going to mean it, everything he says. And I think there's nuance into what he says. So I think, um, I think it's true that quantity creates quality, but I think that's only true when it's doing something that you actually care about. Like if you don't care about posting a social media, then there's no point in posting 35 times a day, just a bunch of bullshit. But if you care about making beats, I think you should make 30 beats a day. Yeah. And that's how you get better. So I I think there's validity in it. I also think like here, here's the, here's part of where my dichotomy is. And this is why I'm happy. I'm being quiet more. I obviously, like you saw, I've gone through like a long period of time of putting out a lot of content, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And that's in every form. I've put out lots of music. I've put out videos on YouTube a lot. I put out 500 plus episodes of my podcast. Like it's nuts. And now I'm slowing down because I'm reevaluating, hey, hey, you're making a business, remember? And you're not making money. So obviously there's a problem. and when I make offers now, you know, and I'm starting now to think about, you know, like advertising for my music on Facebook. And so like I was just setting up like a campaign. I'm not paying for it yet, but I'm setting up a campaign and I'm split testing different ads. So we're going to get a little Facebook nerdy, but like one campaign we'll we'll have whatever. I'll have 10 ad sets. Each ad set, is split testing six ads. Does that make sense? How? Yeah. So you're running 60 ads basically. 60 ads. Yeah. I'm only going to spend $5 a day. So each ad sets $5 a day and that $5 will get spread out between six ads. So you're spending, you're spending $5 a day, a CBO or you're spending $5 a day per ad set. Per ad set. So it's 50. So 10 ad sets, $5, a day, 50 bucks a day. Got it. But the point is, I'm able to split test six different videos because I have six different videos. In fact, I have more than six different videos. I've got probably a hundred videos, but I picked my top six for my YouTube channel that are high quality. And I'm like, wow, I've complained about that. I was in this rat race, but boy, am I happy I did all those videos because I've got a lot <laughs> of assets to choose from again True. with decade collection. It was like, Oh yeah. 118 songs. I just throw them all together. Or like, Bro, 55 videos was not even all my video. I could have thrown in 70 or 80 videos and I was like dialing it back. But I put 55 videos in decade collection because I had them. And like another thing too, I'm, I'm, and I'm ranting, but this is really to prove a point to people. I was listening to a podcast today, a music marketing one called Creative Juice. And one of the hosts, he's talking about how he's trying to get back into his music career and he wants to do his thing. And he literally talked about, and he's like, he's, so, so the host, his name's Jack. 
He's one of the hosts. He's, he runs, he's helping run a music marketing agency. So he knows how to market for artists. He just doesn't know how to market for his own music, but he's done it and proven it with other people. And I found out the reason he can't market his own music is because he has like a writer's block and like a creative block on himself. He knows how to market. He just doesn't know how to create consistently. And he was talking about, he's like, I'm going to get back into my music this year, but I'm really focused on doing like one or maybe two great music videos and just making sure they're good. And I'm like, holy shit, dude, like that's it. And like, that's that's a big task for him. And I, and I don't want to be a douche, but I'm like, wow, I, I didn't realize like from like a music video, like all I have to do is pay a homie. Yo, let's hit the Hills, bro. Let's go do a video. Like, let's go. And I don't know. I just, I'm, so what I'm trying to get at with people on the pod is you should be efficient, but you should get really good at making content because eventually you're going to need that skill and you're going to need the content because you can repurpose shit. I'm glad that I put out content and no one saw it because now I can sell it to people and feel ethical about selling you content I've already put out. Cause you never saw it. Nobody has seen it that I'm marketing to. So um, yeah, sorry, Eric, long rant, but I wanted to get that off. No, 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 no. I, I think there's a lot of validity in that. Um, something that kind of came to my mind when you're saying that is yeah. pricing. So, um, you priced your decade collection at $50 and I think you could have charged double or more. Um, I don't know if you feel that way, but, and the reason why I say that is because of the amount of content that was in it. Um, you there's like for the people that aren't watching there's obviously the 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 people that are watching that don't know there's a concept of uh over delivery and under promising and what you did mm-hmm. but i think i think um there's a point to where you over deliver so much that it seems like the customer can abuse you yeah um do you agree with that or no well first of all i only sold it for 50 bucks for 7 days just for my warm list to try to get some quick sales. Got it's a hundred dollars now for everyone else. But I, okay. I appreciate that. Um, I don't think it's about a customer abusing you. I don't, I don't know about that. I would say it's just more of like setting, you're setting an expectation. You know, my, my homie owned a clothing brand gifted by choice and he gave me a really great lesson. He said, it's easy to go from 30 to 25. It's really fucking hard to go from 25 to 30 though. So as far as what, as far as what, when we're selling shirts, he's like, dude, I was always talking about clothes and all that. He goes, listen, he's like the first price you set for your shirts or clothes or whatever, try to set it higher. Yeah. If you think you should only sell them for 25, make the price 40 and then put a discount on it. If that's really, or a sale, run a sale, which I'm not into discount sales. Well, actually I am. I did one, but. He's like, don't, don't sell it for 25 and tell people it's 25. Tell people it's 35, but you'll give them a homie discount for 25 because they're your boy. Um, yeah. I think, I think to answer your question, I think it's more about setting the precedent. I want to know, I'm going to reverse the question on you because you have BotMop. What's that in charging and pricing? Because you have uh, a very unique business model. So you're selling beats, but you're having people pay a monthly rate to download all of, you know, any beats that they want on BotMop. It's the Netflix of beats. So what's been your 
your experience with actually the question you asked me about customers and pricing and all that. Yeah. So that's actually fun that you're asking me that because I'm, I'm doubling the price soon. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to be calling it the Netflix of beats anymore. Um, something, something that I really, that I actually read online a few days ago that kind of just struck a chord with me is that when you, when you call yourself like the Netflix of something or the Uber or something, or like the, this of that, you kind of already lose credibility because you're not original. Right. There's something with being original that uh, kind of makes your product stand out. You either love it, you hate it, or you um, you rave about it, whatever. But when you're when you attach leverage to when you when you attach yourself to a person or a thing that has leverage, you kind of don't give you you kind of lose credibility. So um, mm, wow. So uh, like any kind of an aside here, but like you ever been in the studio and then someone originally, they just start talking by who they've worked with. And you're like, why the fuck is this guy telling me oh who he's worked God. with? We haven't even made music yet. Right. And they suck. Or what's the biggest insult to an artist is when someone says, Oh, you sound like machine gun Kelly or you sound like yeah. it's like, fuck you. <laughs> like that's yeah. what I like saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, right you kind of don't sound original and yeah. and the end of the day though, that's the easiest way for people to say who you sound like. Like, I don't think it's really that big of a, of a knock, but I understand it as an artist. It definitely is a knock because you want to be yourself. Right. Um, but basically I think that that's a huge branding mistake that I've made for the past, whatever year almost. Um, another thing is I haven't been charging enough. I don't think. So I think anyone that's um, in any business really, Something for startups to do is charge as much as you can, double your price every day. There's a there's a funny, there's a really funny thing I learned from this startup called the Family, and they said the 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 founder of it, I forget his name, it's like Osama something. I don't remember his last name. Okay. His first name is like Osama something. He says when when you're trying to figure out what price you want to set something at, think of it like a parking garage you fill up the part you you raise your price every day until the parking garage doesn't get filled up so if you have a product let's say you're selling music you raise that price every day until it doesn't get sold and i think that is the principle that every artist that sells their merch that sells anything that they're doing needs to follow because it's hard as fuck to sell shit so you need to maximize the profit it's a lot easier to get 10 people to spend a hundred dollars than it is to get a hundred people to spend $10. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. What'd you just say? It's a lot easier to get a hundred people to spend $10. No, no. It it's, is to get, it's harder to do that. No, it's easier to get 10 people to spend a hundred dollars than Got to it. get a hundred people to spend $10. Right. Sorry. That was just like super dope. I don't know if I've ever heard that before, but I'm like, damn, that's hella true. Yeah, I can get into it if you want. Like I could explain the semantics behind that. So it doesn't sound like I'm just doing bullshit if you want me to. No, please. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, especially for like subscription models. So uh, if you think about it, I'll, I'll use actually, we'll use the decade question that's as an example. Yeah. 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 So let's say we'll, we'll say that it's at $100 right now. Cause it's at a hundred dollars right now for, yeah. for whoever wants to buy it. You're going to be running ads. Um, and you're going to be able to convert or break even on one customer if they spend a hundred dollars. But if your product was at 
you wouldn't know if an ad is working or not. Um, you wouldn't know if an ad is working or not because, and it, it'd be very quick. Like you'd have to turn off ads every day because you'd be looking for conversions literally at $5 a day. So every two days you'd be looking for a conversion. You have no idea if your ad's converting because it's not seeing as much traffic as something at a hundred dollars a day, or $50 a day would see. You see yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah, it's also it, a lot. Go ahead. I was going to say more to prove that point. Some math behind that too. When I was reading, um, dot com secrets, I think it was at the end of dot com secrets. I think he talks about, uh, Traffic. I don't even actually, I don't remember which book it was, but Russell Brunson talks about how much money should I spend on ads? He gets asked that. What's your budget on yeah, ads? Yeah. When do you turn your ads off? You, he goes, it's really simple. You take all the possible revenue from your funnel, add it up, and that's how much you can spend. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's crazy, right? So, like, my decade collection is 100 bucks. Okay. So, spend 100 bucks. If it doesn't work, turn it off. Something's wrong. Yeah, I remember reading that. Um, another thing is when you spend more, when you spend more or when your product costs more, you need less people to buy it to make a profit. Right. So that's just another thing, man. And I think, I think something that, and I, I actually told you this on the phone a few months ago. Uh, you had recommended that I raise my prices and I was like, no, I want to be affordable, this, that, and the third. And then I realized how dumb that is. Um, you don't go into business to be affordable. You go into business to make a profit. Right. Um, and your why justifies that. So, um, like, if you're, if you're this artist that just wants to starve all the time, by all means, starve. But I don't think that's what uh, most people want to do. people want to do, dude. Yeah. People say yeah. that to sound noble. And I'm like, okay, cool. Good for you. Yeah. Um, I would say too, Andy Frisella, he's my favorite guy. Um, you know, he owns the company, the supplement company first form. Yeah. He talks about how in the supplement industry, it's kind of similar to like ours, but in the supplement industry, there's a lot of people who try to compete at the bottom. You know, they want to make the cheapest product and get the most profit margin or whatever. And he said, literally from the beginning of them starting first form, that he's like, we do the opposite. We want to actually charge the most but give people the most value that we could possibly give them. And I was like, wow, that's so funny. Like, that's exactly like, I think that that can relate to music, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah go ahead. Oh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I, I, I know who Andy Frizzell is. I don't watch him religiously like that, but I actually know of him because of you. He, he definitely is correct in my, in my opinion. Like yeah. if you're, if you're trying to create, a race to the bottom mm -hmm. you've already lost because there's no brand integrity there. Like mm -hmm. no one respects someone that just sells out. Right. You know, right. and that's what I was doing, bro. That's literally what I was doing. It's like, your your customers will abuse you more. Like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but in my, in my experience, your customers will abuse you more. If you have a $5 product that doesn't, produce a Ferrari versus a thousand dollar product that produces a civic. You it's know what I mean? so funny that you say that, bro. I agree with you because I'm hearing folks who are high achievers on podcasts and they're saying, I'll spend 10 grand to go to a seminar as long as I just get one gem. 
Yeah. And it's like, really? Like people really say that. And I'm like, damn, like, you know, I'll, yeah. And it's funny. Like that's, that's funny. Like the $5 folks or the free, the free, the freeloaders are like, man, this wasn't yeah. even good. It's like, yeah, you got it for free. What do you yeah, expect? Like, relax. That's funny <laughs> what you said though. People who are willing to spend the least. And you know what? Right there, Eric is my exact, like, that is the ethos, the principle behind why I'm doing what I'm doing with music. I don't want the fans who say, oh, I don't want to buy music. I just use Spotify. Good. I don't want you to buy my music anyway because you're, you're cheap and you don't value what I do. So good. I don't need you to buy it. I would rather only have people like who are going to buy it for 50 to 100 bucks because someone who's going to buy my shit for 50 bucks or 100 bucks, it's like, wow. Like that's bro you buying it like you don't even know like what a big ass deal that is you know like i don't know bro it's crazy like you are someone we haven't even met in person you know it, it doesn't feel like that at all but you haven't even we haven't met and you bought my shit for 50 bucks and i'm like oh my god bro like that's i just think that that's insane and i vow like like it's so funny like i look like when i when i ended the seven day sale in the middle of the seven day sale, I was getting really discouraged because for a few days I got no sales. I was like, damn, this isn't good. And then like the last day, like I had a push and like, I got a bunch of sales on the last day and I ended the week and looked back and I said, all right, I made 774 bucks. And the first thought was, damn, like it wasn't my goal. But then I looked back, I was like, that's better than any one week I've ever had in my music career in 10 years. I've never had (laughs) one week like that, like ever. And then I was like, you know, 14 people, right? 14 purchasers, like you included, bought Decade Collection. I was like, wow, that's so funny. Because if 14 people streamed a song, it wouldn't be worth a shit. Actually, if a thousand people, if a thousand or 10,000 people streamed a song, it wouldn't make as much as what I did off 14 people. And yeah. that's the, that's, that's the route I want to go on, you know, is, is more of that route. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think you could have raised the price too, bro. Like you yeah. could have, you could have marked it down from like $500 to a hundred dollars. Really? Like, Hey, yeah. Like I was ready to, I told you I was ready to spend a hundred bucks that day. Right. So maybe that's just me though. Maybe that's just me. But also a, like, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, the first person who bought Decade Collection was my homie, Sean. And he told me, he's like, I'll write a blank check for however yeah. much this is. And I was like, it's only 50 bucks. And he Venmoed me 60 bucks. And I was like, fuck, I felt hella stupid a little bit. But I wanted to keep to my word to, to do the sale to see. But anyway, go ahead. You were going to say something. Yeah, like, um, I think you undervalued what you were giving and I think you might have undervalued just how much like friends can be there to support you in a way like um I don't know if you undervalued it but I think real people real connections real friends will pay whatever to support their friends that's just that's just what I think though I don't know I might be wrong I, that because- no you're not wrong I I I it's funny I agree with you I also just had to respect that there's certain people who just aren't in the position to buy. You know, I feel the worst thing is when I have to refuse. I hate when I have to refuse to buy something from my homies. It's happened in the past because I just am like really 
in just that tight of a financial situation. But I don't hesitate to pull the trigger now. I'm like, oh yeah, if it's if it's within my price range at all, if it's a homie, I'm buying it. I bought Lunchbox's tank top. He's had a tank top for like 18 bucks. I was like, oh, I'm gonna buy that for sure. I love it. Yo, I saw that. That tank top is fresh. I actually went on his website to to purchase one as well, but I never purchased it. <laughs> Get it. It's hella comfortable. It's I'm fun. like, and it came like less than a week later. I was like, wow, I'm surprised. This is good turnaround time. It's very comfortable. It's nice. He did good on it. I was going to ask you, what, what size are you usually? Because I'm a, I'm a medium. And you bought a medium? Yeah. And it fits just like a medium. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like sometimes, sometimes like I'll buy a medium and, and this is super off, to, off topic. Sorry. Yeah. But sometimes I, I'll buy a medium and uh, it'll fit like a small. Oh, and I'm really? a big dude. Like I'm a fat dude. So it's like uh, that shit. Sometimes, <laughs> that's sometimes, you, that's, how tall are you? Five, five, ten, five. It depends on how you know. When the doctor, right. they fucking like go like this. It depends on how fucking like you know. They press on your head, hella hard. Yeah, it depends on like how far they shrink me down with the. Yeah, fucking, but you don't. What's it called? Yeah, but you don't have an inch. Of, <laughs> you don't have an inch of hair to fuck your height up, does you? Yeah, no, but it's still five ten. They still leave that fucking indent on my fucking bald ass head. They'll fucking like smack my shit down. That's so fucking annoying. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I would say get the large for him. But yeah, no, I just think like there was a few, a couple homies who who couldn't buy it, who couldn't buy it just because they were just they're in a tight spot, and I didn't hate on them. It was no, that's fair. It was no issue, bro. It's like, hey, it's good. I get it. You know, times are tough. That's fair. That's fair. But you know? I, I definitely think that most people will. If they're your legit homies, like they will buy. So, so let me ask you your opinion on this. I'm doing, yeah. I'm making another funnel right now. I'm doing another launch like that, but on a smaller scale called Born okay. Fighter. And it's going to be, instead of all my music, I just said, I'm going to take my top 50 songs and I'm going to take 30 videos and put that together. Okay. Now I have two questions to ask you. Yeah. So number one, the first question is, I didn't tell you this yet, but I wrote a book uh, two weeks ago called 10 lies in the music industry. Okay. Okay. Short read. It's like 30 pages. I, okay. I'm very, I'm proud of it. Um, I think it's going to have value for people. And obviously I would do an audiobook very easily with that and just put a private SoundCloud link. Now I was considering putting that as one of the free bonuses, but I'm kind of wishy washy on that because I think that that, that right there makes sense to send it to musicians and like I can make a whole funnel out of just that book to musicians I don't know if it makes sense necessarily inside like conceptually it does because the born fighter concept is all about getting through challenges so it makes sense conceptually but I was thinking about who would buy it and I wanted to run this this is going to go out to my email list who actually by the way is mostly rappers but also it's eventually going to be the bottom of my uh, uh, value ladder. So it's going to go to just like music fans. I'm wondering, is it worth putting it in there or is it better to omit it? I mean, I think you kind of answered the question yourself. Um, you're, if you're saying your target customer is a rapper. No, it's not my target customer. That's just who my email list is. That's not so who's your I, well. Then that doesn't matter. Who's your ideal customer? My ideal customer. Well, what's his name? 
His name's Eddie. I mean, yeah, he is a rapper. He's a rapper. Is he trying to make it big in in hip hop? Does he, is he going through, like, is that something he'd get value from? Yes. Then why wouldn't you put it in there? I don't know, because I was starting to think, you know, I'm a chronic overthinker. I'm starting to think about who am I going to be running Facebook ads to? And I'm not necessarily going to be running it to rappers. I'm going to run it to like anyone who's a music fan. Wait, so why are you running, why are you running ads to someone that's not like Eddie? That's just my question. Wow. Because I wanted to expand who would buy my music past just rappers. I don't want just musicians to buy it. I think that that's, I think, wow. I kind of feel like I'm narrowing myself too much by doing that. I don't necessarily think every rapper is going to be into my music. I see what you're saying. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not challenging you. Or actually, I am challenging you. you are, it's, I, it's helping me think because now I'm starting to – Because I mean, I, here's the thing, bro. Like, I think every company to an extent does things with the motives of their best customer. And if your best customer – if you're not giving your best customer, a.k.a. Eddie, if you're not giving him what he wants, he'll just find it somewhere else. I think what it was, dude, to be honest with you, is I didn't want to be limited to only inspiring rappers because the folks who bought my decade collection, yes, they're friends of mine, but not, they're not all musicians. And I love when people who are not musicians buy into what I'm doing and they tell me how much it inspires them. Like, I don't want to just limit who I'm targeting to musicians. I want to inspire more people than that with my music but why why can't you why can't you do that with like why does it matter if that's in or out like your messaging will still be the same you're so right yeah like with this little it's funny because this little topic turned into a bigger one that's honestly a bigger issue but i think in this case i am just going to definitely include it because it's just more value yeah like i mean even if um like think of it this way like let's say a producer sees it they might just buy your thing just for the audiobook right. let's say for just a producer right and then they might like be like oh like let's work together and then you'll get some sessions out of them or something right something yeah you dumb. never know i i i think it's gonna intrigue people and i am gonna put it in there you're right man i i think it's good well the other question then was the price what price should you put it at? Just think it's lower ticket. Yep. Okay. So the it's it's on that part of the value ladder. The purpose well, of are it, you consider do you consider lower ticket like under a hundred dollars? Yeah. That's where you're okay. I would even consider it lower than that in this case. Okay. I would consider it a lot. Let me actually give you one more thing. Sorry, I want to give you one more thing though. First okay. off, it's gonna go out to my email list with the purpose to see if I can just convert a few more folks who didn't get the $50 thing. The other purpose though, is cause I'm going to be con- trying to convert people who are not cold, but definitely not as warm as folks on my list. Like I'm going to try to convert people who have seen my videos on Facebook and are, have liked my page. And then I'm going to retarget those people to be like, yo, Check out my Born Fighter playlist. It's my top 50 songs with a bunch of free bonuses. I'm going to try and take people who are pretty new, not brand new, but pretty new, and try to convert them. 
Okay. I mean, well, how much value do you feel like is in the, like how, how much would you spend on this? If I was giving this to you, like legitimately, not as your boy, not as someone, you know, just as like um, someone you've seen. I would me. spend, I would spend 30 bucks. You don't have anything that could make it a higher price. Do you have anything that could bring the value up to like a hundred bucks? Um, because I just think it's going to be hard to be profitable at that low of a price. Well, that's a good that's a good point right there. I think. Okay, so by the way, I, I originally was going to do twenty. So the fact that I even said thirty is great because I'm gonna I'm gonna raise it up ten bucks. Well, dude, it's like I said, I just don't fuck, man. Yeah, I just wanted to do something lower ticket to try to have a break even lead gen. Like, I don't want to do free lead gen where I give somebody something for free and get them on my list. I'm not going to do that at all. This is going to be my lead gen. So, if, essentially, I'm trying to have some kind of revenue from lead gen. And then yeah. 30, 30 days, my plan is that 30 days after they've bought that, they go, they get broadcast, they get a 30 day email sequence, and then they get pitch decade collection for 100. So then we so can that way. Wouldn't you want to just target like, you would just want to target like Eddie because you want, you don't want, you don't want someone that doesn't want your products. Right. Right. So Eddie is willing to spend, I don't know how much Eddie's willing to spend, but in my estimation, Eddie, if he enjoys music, if he supports the creator, if he, and I'm just talking my ass here, but I'm just trying to paint a picture. If Eddie is someone that, is really about the artists and really about empowering the artists. Maybe he has like a bunch of money laying around. Maybe he's like a hipster, a snob, music snob. Um, right. He's a huge critique. He's going to be willing to spend more than 30 bucks. He'll spend that on vinyl. He'll spend well, $30 on a vinyl. Yeah, no, I mean, you got a point. I, I, I have, okay. I have, you know, it'd be so sick. I wonder if I could screen share with you. Oh, we're doing it. You know, it's crazy. that okay. we're doing a podcast. Yeah, you can. You you should be able to, right? Can you see my screen? Yeah, we're still on the podcast, guys. Live, we're doing a screen share. I'm going to show Eric. We'll walk you guys, talk you guys through it. But Eric, you're going to see like I have a funnel set up. So if they are willing right. to spend more, they can. Right. So right here, we're going to have a little order bump of a hat. It says Born Fighter on it. Uh, for thirty seven bucks. You'll see the right here. Wait, okay. I think I might have. Okay, that paragraph's very long, and I just realized I, I think I copy and pasted twice. So that's my bad. But yeah, so order bump, and that's going to be for the hat. That's 37. Signed hat. Um, and then after that, I think these upsells are going to be way too high. These are the same upsells as they were for decade collection, but this one, I priced this, uh, this upsell down. So this is just a, a private live stream where like I'll live stream with you for 30 minutes and perform or do whatever you want for 30 minutes for 97 bucks. How much was it for decade collection? Decade, decade collection was 147, but I was going to do it for an hour. This is going to just be for 30 minutes. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, bam. And then this one is a personal appearance. So basically a G for me to come out to your city and like literally perform. 
Yeah. That's going to be hard to sell because I, of COVID. I totally. Oh, I, I completely agree. But I'm putting it there because fuck it, why not? I also, well. Facts. Facts. Well, I don't know. Maybe if I bought, maybe I could put something better in there. I like this because it's not a physical. If it was a vinyl, I'd have to order vinyl. True. For this, it's like, I don't even care if no one buys this because it doesn't cost me anything. If someone does buy it, it's like, wow, we're celebrating big time. Facts. So it's like, whatever. Same thing with the uh, live perform with the virtual. It was like, there's no, the deliverability is just my time for 30 minutes. It's super easy. So um, anyway, what do you think? Yes. So you're basically saying you're, you're saying your time as a performer is uh, basically $200 an hour with the virtual performance. So $97 a half hour. Yeah. I feel like that's um, how much are how much is like a Drake ticket? I know it's not the same thing, but how much is a Drake I don't ticket? Know. I have no like, idea. Like how much would you spend to to see Drake? I my homie actually had bought a Drake ticket, and then his friend couldn't go, and I went. Do you know how much uh, the ticket was? Five, like two. I think it was like two hundred. Okay, so then you're in the right ballpark there, as far as pricing for tickets goes. Now you just have to make them. I think maybe it's not about pricing. It's just about them wanting to actually see you. Yeah, dude, I'm not afraid to see. I'm the type like of you're just about selling yourself. Right. Like I'm not an overthinker at all too, as you know, like I'm a very big, like, let's fucking try it. I'll, I'm going to change this to 30 bucks just cause you, you and I talked. Um, while I've got you, I have another question. Yeah, what's up? So like this is what I did with Decade Collection where I put all the songs in a SoundCloud playlist where you could listen to it. Yeah. I obviously have it here right now, but I'm debating this because I'm like the core offer is the music. And like with, with Decade Collection, you're getting a flash drive. With this, you're not, bro. This is all just digital downloads. So do I take this playlist out? For Yeah, I think there needs to be like um... – some extra like this is uh this is what i'm looking at the front end right here yeah this is like what page one yeah 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 so i don't think that should be like there's no incentive to buy if that's i right know there. that exactly because it's all just right there yeah it's like oh i could just listen to <laughs> you know what i mean like, I could like just what am i buying there. right exactly but maybe if you just had like one or two songs or just a mashup there. Uh, I was thinking about having like, like three or four songs up there, like my top three. Yeah. Or just explaining it in the video, what they're buying exactly. But I think if you just have that 50 track playlist, I don't think that's a good look. It's too, I, it's too much, you know, I agree. Too with much that. On that. There's no point in buying. I'll, I'll, I'll just put like, four songs up there and be like here's here's four songs to preview here's four out of the 50 yeah choose your four favorite or yeah i'll choose my best right and then just I, do that yeah okay that's great man thank you so much for the feedback that's fire that's perfect yeah man 100 percent. i just think like i don't know what i was about to say i just think if you have too many if you have 50 it's kind of like if you like there's too much to even listen to like it's too overwhelming you mean if it's for free 
if it's just right there, oh, like, it's right there. Gonna, yeah. yeah, like obviously, if people buy it, they're gonna have an incentive to listen. But right. even if, but like, if you didn't know who I was and I just was like, here's 50 songs for you to listen to, it's like, Jesus Christ, that's all. Yeah, lot. but if they buy it, they're gonna want to hear it. I get what you mean, exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. So buy you kind of just gotta give them a reason to buy it. I think giving a preview of a few songs is, is fire. I appreciate that. Yeah. Piece yeah, of feedback. Um, yeah. And I also think like, <clears throat> sorry, I think like doing the, uh, doing, doing the, uh, the book too. Like I was like pretty set on not putting the book in there, but now I'm like, why not? Yeah. I you think, know? I think if you add it, it's, I don't think it could hurt you or you might be able to do it as just like a, as a upsell or an OTO. I was I was thinking about doing the uh, my original plan was to do the book and then the audio book was the order bump. Both of those were the order bump. I was going to not have the hat. I wasn't going to have a hat. I was going to have oh. the audio book as an order bump. You know, how people do that. They'll sell you the free plus shipping, but then yeah. the audio book is the bump. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm just going to put. I like that hat idea because I want people to have the the chance to do something physical. But I and so like I would just put the book and audio book. And that actually increases the value. I think the book is honestly worth $10. And I think the audio book is worth 37. And so if I have both of those as two more free bonuses, I'm just like more free bonuses. I'm going to say this too, by the way, my long-term plan for the next two years in the next two years is to have a coaching business where I'm coaching artists. So I think I actually do think I should be more dialed in with, I should be targeting artists right now because I'm trying to get them from here to like, eventually, like I do want them to pay me for coaching. So why not build it? You know, what do you think of that? Yeah. I think you should literally target the person you want to coach I don't, and no one else. Yeah. I'm sure you, you've done coaching before, right? Or I mean, you're doing have, coaching right now with basketball. No, I've done, I've coached artists too, a little. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure you know, I don't know how many artists you've coached, but working with an artist that you really vibe with is so much better than working with, like, and also like, um, I've never charged for like coaching or anything like that, but I'd assume that getting an artist that is kind of like a self-motivated kind of self-starter just needs a some guidance is a lot easier to work with than someone that is literally like going into it with a refund in their back of the head. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've noticed, you know what, dude? Wow. This is such a good combo, bro. I really do relate to artists so much. Do you know, uh, do you know the guy who was in our clubhouse today named Muhammad? Yeah. I don't know him like that, but but he's one of the, he's one of the artists that paid me for coaching. That's how he got oh, in our sure. clubhouse. Yeah. And he like so appreciated our call. We only talked once. Oh, shit. Okay. And you just did like one hour coaching calls or something like that? Yeah. I just did an hour with him again for 50 bucks. I way undercharged, but it was yeah. cool. He's a homie and he lives 30 minutes from where I live. So it was a really good like homie to make. But yeah, like I think people like him, you know, fo- he paid me for coaching. Folks like him, like, get it. And you know what's funny? He's entrepreneurial, like most artists. And my music is like the anthem for entrepreneurial artists. And I, and I really agree with you. I think, yeah, you're right. I should be targeting more of my, more uniquely. 
Yeah, I think I think everything. I think everything about you should be that. Then, yeah, like, bro, I think that this has been like my wake up call recently. Is like United Masters. Have you do you understand how their marketing is? Um. Well, I mean, I know United Masters. I don't know if I understand their marketing. Okay. Well, they they like take the customer avatar to another level. Like they do that. Um, they're targeting like urban hip hop, like communities, like straight up hip hop. Like, yeah, you could be, you could be, you know, you could do, you could be any artist to sign with them. I'm pretty sure. But mostly like urban hip hop, like hard, like, like a NBA young boy type shit. Yeah. The young dude, they're, they're targeting young hip hop artists and they're taking that to another level. So if you could implement the same type of, Hmm. um, like targeting in your own business, I think you'll go far. That's what I'm trying to do with Bob too, man. Like getting that, the targeting is really what matters. It's not like speaking to a a big ocean. Yeah. I I just, I kept thinking, Oh, you know, for top of funnel for, you know, people who are just going to see your ad, you know, try to keep that bigger. So you have a bigger pool of people to dial in from that. Oh, that's, sure. Sure. That's that kind of more sense. of what I was thinking. I think I agree with everything you're saying and I am going to do it. Wait, well, I, I lost you for uh, for a second there. You said you agree. What? Oh, I agree with everything. Can you hear me right now? Yeah. I agree with everything you said. Like, and I'm going to literally do what you just said. I'm going to dial in more where I was a little too narrow minded just now was I'm, I, I'm focusing on like the net. I'm not, I'm trying not to think ahead and I'm just thinking the next piece is fa- the Facebook ad. Cause that's like my next step for me is going to be running Facebook ads. And so I'm like literally thinking about my detailed targeting thinking, Okay, like people who generally like my music are people who fucking like white rappers. So Machine Gun Kelly, yeah. G-Eazy. I've noticed that from my Facebook ads. I'm not pulling that out of my ass. I have proof behind it. All right. G-Eazy, Machine Gun Kelly, and Logic. Logic's not a white rapper, but people think he is, so he counts. Every, yeah, I, I always, for the longest time, I yeah. thought he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but then do I go narrow it down and then go rapper? Then wait, you cut out again. You said then I narrow it down. What do do I then narrow down my targeting? Like my detailed targeting would be Machine Gun Kelly, narrow audience to rappers. Why not? I don't know because because I'm worried it would be too narrow. I still think you'll have a huge pool of people. Like, I think you'd I in my personal opinion. In my personal opinion, I'm not an expert, but I think you'd rather target people that are guaranteed to buy first before you target people that aren't guaranteed to buy or more guaranteed to buy. Say that one more time. You're spitting some gems today. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think you're going to have more success if you target people that are more likely to buy than not likely to buy. So what I mean by that is if you have, if you have, okay, think about it this way. If you like hamburgers, yeah, are you going to go to, are you going to go to uh, a McDonald's or just a diner to sell your hamburger? Yeah, maybe what? someone might like it from, or let's say you have like a fast food hamburger, right? Yeah, like something yeah. pretty niche. 
Are you going to go to like a diner or McDonald's to sell that hamburger? I would say go to McDonald's because people are already there for hamburgers. At a diner, it's pretty broad. Or like a regular ass restaurant, it's kind of broad. Like you could get a hamburger, but you might also get a salad. But no one's going to fucking McDonald's for a salad. They're either going for fries or a hamburger or a shake, you know? Or 10-piece nuggets, because them shits is fire. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot more... Or, or the like McFlurry. You, oh, McFlurry's a fire. McFlurry. Bro. Bro. Or Cinemelts, bro, they shouldn't have gotten rid of that shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that forever. But, but or you go to, like, In-N-Out Burger, right? Because, like, yeah. you would... You, you know what I mean? Or, like, if you had, like, a, a vegan burger, you'd go to, like, Monty's or whatever vegan shop there is. Like, you wouldn't go to... Oh, fuck like, with that general, shit. Like, what was that? I don't fuck with that vegan shit. Yeah, it's it's all right. So whatever. I don't, I, don't I, I didn't love it. I don't hate it, but it's whatever. I was saying yeah, about In and Out. No, In and Out's fire, bro. I got one right near me, UCLA, right over here, nice. right near me. It's like parking. It's so it's so good. But anyway, like yeah, like you you'd want to you'd want to target. Like, would you market? Um, like, uh, another example, I think, would be like, would you market a basketball basketball coaching to someone? who watches basketball or someone who plays basketball. Oh, good call there. Yeah. That's that right there. That's okay. That hit me. Cause that's, that's exactly, that's really what the parallel is with the music is like, yeah, you just want to market to people who like machine gun Kelly, or do you want to market to people who, who like machine gun Kelly, but are also rappers? Cause you're probably more likely to hit those rappers. They're going to like what you know what I'm doing. Um, yeah. I don't think you'll run out of, uh prospects it's funny too you know what's funny about that eric that makes it even more true is i've got i'm gonna have over you know i'm gonna have 400 episodes of the music mastery podcast that i can distribute and that is great content for someone who's a rapper it's like perfect so and i include those videos inside of my free bonuses as part of my videos i have music mastery podcast episodes from youtube so um yeah, man, dude, I fucking appreciate this so much. The next time we talk, it's going to have to be about your stuff because we just talked about my <laughs> shit the whole time. Oh, good, man. No, I, I just I just like having these conversations, man. Like, it doesn't matter what it's about, just as long as it's organic. I hate I hate having, like, structured conversations. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't either. And, I mean, I love, like, whenever we get on – that's what I love about doing content with you. It's always like this. It's always just like, yo, so yeah, what's up? The best. We, we get after it, bro. You, uh, I'm mad that my video's not on. Cause I wish you could see my garage. You've never, you didn't see, you didn't see how shitty it looked before. Like it was, it was a garage. It was a cluttered garage. Our garage is like a brand new living room. Now we have, carpets, we have, um, furniture. That's nice. Couches. Um, it's temperature controlled. We have an HVAC unit on the wall with a remote. So oh nice. When you come to stay, like whatever temperature you want, bro, you click the remote and that's what it's gonna be. Bro, like 65, bro. That's yep. my temperature right 64. You're from Jersey. It's hella cold out there, bro. That's so cold. 64. Bro, bro I, I got the maybe it's just because it'd just be so hot over here, but I got the AC at like 64, 65 right now. That shit ain't working, right? I'm just really? uh, I'm I'm sweating my balls off over here, man. Really? Yeah, I just finished. I'm about to, bro. I'm dead ass about to grab. Where's my gallon? I'm about to grab another one of these fucking gallons. I've just been drinking these all day, man. It's just too hot over here. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. No, you're straight. It's all good. It happens. Well, the point is, 
I didn't mean to make it a sob story about your temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say, like, you're invited to my house. Word. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. No, I'm come definitely through. down, man. I'm probably... I'm do you have a car? No, I don't. No I shit. Yeah, no, I walk everywhere or Uber everywhere, bro. I, I My car... I had one car in my life, and it blew up in Tennessee, bro. So Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to have to UberX your ass over to LAX. And, no, I could get a ride. I could get a ride at LAX. That's not a problem. I just yeah. have to fly out there. Honestly, if I had a car, I would literally just drive to you. That's why I'm asking it. But you, but you don't have one. It might be. It could be cheaper to rent a car and drive out to you. But I don't know. I, I'd have to check into that because I, I used to rent cars a lot. Mm-hmm. I got to check again though. Depends. Double, on how much I mean, yeah, double check. But point yeah. is, bro, you're invited here. I mean, yeah, you're definitely invited to come stay at the crib, and we would have. We would have hella fun. Word, I'm down. We would have yeah. hella fun. So, down. Um, yeah, man. Tell people where they can find you, and uh, you know, give your pitch about Bot Mop and how dope it is, and where they. I have your link. Your link, your affiliate link has been on my description for a long time. So, oh, say less. Appreciate that. Yeah. But yeah, um, you can find me at Bot Mop Official on all social media, Twitter. I actually got someone running my Twitter right now. So shout out to Devin. He runs my Twitter. Um, so bomb up official Instagram, bomb up official, uh, YouTube, bomb up official, everything bomb up official. Basically we're the Netflix of beats, but I'm not going to be calling that anymore. I'm so used to say giving that pitch. Fuck. I literally just, I literally just said that and I don't want to call it that anymore. I know. Uh, we're a service to provide, uh, beats to you on a subscription service. Basically we're trying to make the next Russ. So what Russ did was he released songs every week for about two years. And we want to create that person. Um, and we just want to make it easier for you. So we're giving you beats, hooks, stems, unlimited licenses, Grammy-nominated producers, Grammy Award-nominated uh, producers, platinum producers. So um, hit us up. Get free artist resources, too. Hit us up. Um, we look forward to working with you. And we'll be doing a redesign soon. We're doing a rebrand. So, And we're raising our prices to $99.99 a month. Um, in the next few weeks. So make sure you hit us up ASAP to secure that $49.99 a month uh, deal. I think that's totally fair. Yeah, I think, I think I'm probably going to raise it again uh, down the road. But th- we'll have to see. Because ideally, we want to work with like literally people who are like a Russ or like a Drake or like someone that's like ideally Russ, someone that could put out music that quickly and, that, and is that about it. Or at least the gifted. No, we, we want to, we want to work with people that have that much music to put out. So, yeah. Hmm. Good to know. Yeah. Eric, man, thank you for joining last minute. Super important to man. get you on here. I'm glad it helps. Um, we'll do this again soon, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. Hit me up whenever, bro. You know how, you know how we rock. So Dope. hit me up whenever, man. Uh, all right, bro. Appreciate you, man. Have a good rest of your night. You as well, bro. Thank you. Good soon. Peace. Get it how I want. Get it how I want. Get it how I want. Get that. 